Greetings to you all. It is so good to be back with you, to share a word that God has placed on our hearts to share with you. It's been a minute since the last time we spoke, but no, we've been keeping abreast and in tune to all that's occurring in the world. And no, we firmly support, stand with, and behind all the peaceful protesting and strong sentiments for the cause of change that is needed in America. A change that needs to come and needs to come now. We believe it's time that in America, especially for some of our white brothers and sisters, to open their eyes as well as their ears and close their mouths and listen to what black and brown people have been saying for years about the brutality and injustices that we encounter and endure on a daily basis. Unfortunately, it had to take the brutal and senseless killing of George Floyd to awakening people that don't look like him to see the reality of life in America for non-white people. The racist behavior and brutality from the ones who have been hired to serve and protect. We are looking at 400 years of discriminatory practices and a system that is geared and steered in systematic racism. So today, with all these things facing our nation and the world, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk to you from the standpoint of a change of heart is necessary. And our main scriptures can be found in Ezekiel 36. And they read as follows. Verse 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Moving to verse 31. Then you will remember your evil ways and wicked deeds, and you will loathe yourself for your sins and detestable practices. I want you to know that I'm not doing this for your sake, declares the sovereign Lord. Be ashamed and disgraced for your conduct, O house of Israel. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. In the text, God says he will put in a new heart or change the heart of man. He will put in a new spirit or change the spirit of man. And upon that change, something will take place within and with that man. I am doing it for the sake of you. I'm doing it for your sake. Then you will remember your evil ways and wicked deeds is what scripture says. Do you know it's important to remember and acknowledge your wicked and evil deeds? Otherwise, those evil and wicked spirits that reside within you will continue to manifest. Confession and acknowledgement of wrong helps to cleanse the heart, the spirit, and the soul of a man and a woman. Then and only then, it can lead to change within them. But a failure to do so will feed and create a deeper level of evilness and wickedness within that person. If we look into the Bible, in times of slavery, White people in the South used the Bible to justify America's original sin of slavery. And because there's been no confession, true acknowledgement, or cleansing or retribution of that sin, the spirit still hangs, hovers over, and lives within the borders of America. But not only on the borders, but also in the minds and spirits of some people. It's been a generation of passing on of those evil spirits of superiority in their thoughts 
of racism, hatred, suppression, and oppression, as well as in institutions and systems of America, which were put in place to hold people of color down and oppressed. Thus, discriminatory practices, systematic racism, and injustices towards people of color from white people in this country, even to the point of trying to justify slavery and evil by using scripture in the Bible. In the text, God says, Then you will remember your evil ways and wicked deeds, and you will loathe yourself for your sins and detestable practices. I want you to know that I'm not doing this for your sake, declares the sovereign Lord, but be ashamed and disgrace for your conduct, people of Israel. If we look in the text and hear God say detestable practices and evil conduct, we need look no further than America. Think about the detestable practices that have been preached, practiced, instilled, and taught in America for so long. The detestable practices of racism, bigotry, systematic racism, discriminatory practices, inequality, police brutality, injustices, and one believing that they are supreme and superior to all others. As scripture says, be ashamed and disgraced for your conduct, people of Israel. I say that's the conduct America you should feel ashamed of and disgraced by and not proud of and boastful about as some try to hold on to monuments and statues of Confederate generals that fought for slavery and oppression of black people and stole land from the indigenous people or Indians. You should feel ashamed and disgraced by those actions. America, you should be. So I say a change is on the way. A change is necessary. In the text, God said he will change your heart and your spirit. And I'm trying to move on, but let me bring this to your attention and call some out for their actions because this too needs to change. Do you know some today still point to the Bible to justify their ancestors' actions? Slaves obey your master. But those same people fail to use the Bible to condemn their own actions. They use it only when it benefits them, but not when it condemns them. We can look at the actions of ones who want to condemn the gay lifestyles and will even fight against LGBTQ kids attending Christian schools, Karen Pence, but are okay with her husband getting on national television and lying on a daily basis. Lies that are costing American people their lives as it pertains to the coronavirus. Separating families and locking kids in cages, Mike Pence, as well as not having a stance, a word, a voice, or any support for black lives that matter and condemning racism, sexism, discriminatory practices, brutality of police officers towards people of color, or anything dealing with justice for people that don't look like him. And even to the point of supporting and lying for a man who is a pathological liar as a proclaimed Christian. What happened to thou shall not lie? Do unto others as you'd have them do unto yourself, nor what you do to the least of me, you do to me. Call that out because we can't have elected officials running the country that are constant liars, but walk around claiming to be Christians. Moreover, as Christians, we have to hold each other accountable. We can't allow the hypocrites and be hypocritical and be people that target one issue to represent the masses of Christians or your Christian beliefs. 
but don't stand up for what Jesus stood up for. And that was for justice and righteousness and equality. This has to change. In the text, God says, I'll give you a new heart and a new spirit. And I'm a fond believer. When a man or woman gets a new heart and a new spirit, those words do unto others as you'd have them do unto yourself. And what you do to the least of thee, you do to me. I believe takes on a greater meaning if your heart and spirit has been really changed by God. But to the others, those things don't cross their minds when they're doing wrong, lying and evil. Why, you ask? I'm glad you did. I believe it is because they need a change to take place in their lives. And that's a change of heart. A change heart doesn't nitpick parts of God's word. They try to live by it, all of it. And when they don't, God convicts the heart of the ones who are truly following and obeying him. In this day and age, if your heart has not been pricked or convicted towards any prejudice, bigotry, racism, or any discriminatory practices within you, then there's something wrong with you. I ask, how can one not be moved by the death and the senseless killing that we saw on film of George Floyd? I ask, how can one not be moved by the movement of young people marching in the streets? How can one not be moved? How can one not be willing to stand up and speak out and support this peaceful movement, this movement of change of what has taken place in America for so long? Again, I ask, what person can fail to say something about or stand up for black lives that matter or other injustices that are happening in this world or in this country? I ask, how can you sit on the sidelines, call yourself a Christian and not move to try to change things that are wrong. I believe people like this lack the heart change that God requires. In the text, God said, I will put a new heart and spirit within them. In essence, I will change what's inside of you. Today, as we see people marching in the streets, black people, white people, brown people, all people, young people, and old people, that's what needs to take place in the lives of many of our white brothers and sisters who are not understanding what this is about. A new insight needs to take place inside of them in order for God to allow change to occur within them. Prejudice, bigotry, racism, discrimination is not a mind thing. It has to be a heart change thing. These are taught things, practiced things, believed in things, things that are intentionally implemented thought and felt by the ones who do these things to others. What the scriptural passage says to each of us, in order to get better, we have to change. The theme throughout the Bible is all about change, transforming, renewing from old to new. In essence, change. Understand this simple truth. In order for us to do better, become better, act and behave better in the image of Christ, he desires and requires us all to do one simple thing change. And that is not more needed and evident in today's culture and world. While we are living in a politically charged environment where elected officials and leaders are cowardice towards doing what's right, what's just, what's fair, and what's needed and necessary for real change to take place, like banning chokeholds, getting rid of immunity for police officers, and overhauling policing. We see these people who are more interested in their own power of remaining in their Senate seats 
or congressional seats as opposed to doing what is right. They're interested in holding on to the unjust practices and following the leadership of an unjust, inept, unintelligent, and self-absorbed leader of a party, a political party, placing a party over the majority of the American people who want and desire for change and justice to take place, trying to hold on to old and immoral practices and power that keeps them ahead of and over others that don't look like them. You know, I'm amazed if the Senate is supposed to be representation of the American people, why is there only one black senator in the Republican Party and two in the Democratic Party in the Senate, as well as so many old white men? Keeping with the thoughts of this message, this too needs to change. We need more people of color in the Senate, not so many old white men making policies and laws for people who don't look like them. I ask you this simple question. How can an old white man who has never faced racism, police brutality, injustices, systematic racism, and exclusion due to his race, something he or she has no knowledge of, make policy of change against his own kind for someone who looks like me and you, brown or black? We need people who look like us, feel like us, experience things like us to be in Congress and the Senate sitting at the table, representing and making laws for us. This too must change. In the Bible, the theme throughout the Bible again is all about change. It's a simple word, but a difficult one to implement in the lives of people. It is one of the most difficult things for many to do because change goes against what your natural sinful nature wants and desires to do. To change what has been taught to some, instilled in others, and believed by the rest. In the context and times we are in, right now, for non-people of color, to see people of color as equals. I know many will say, you know, I don't see color. And my response to you is, you're being disingenuous. Because if you're a white man, a black man, brown man, or blue, the first thing I notice about you is what color you are, as well as you notice about me. So we all see color with our eyes. But the question is, is there prejudice or privilege in your thoughts and hearts once you see me or ones that look different than you do? And for many years, the answer to that question has been yes. And today's message is a call out to all who think, have thought, or continue to think like this. Can I say to you today, God sent me by here today to tell you this, this too must change. Change is taking place. Change is imminent and it has started because understand and believe the young people we see marching today in the streets all over the country, as well as all over the world. Can I tell you in them are the hearts of change. These are Esther's and know there are a whole bunch of Esther's who are being empowered for a time such as this. Their voices will be silenced no more. Your racist actions will not be hidden anymore. Housing discrimination, educational inequality, suppression of minorities, wealth inequality, white privilege, sexism, discriminatory lending practices by banking institutions, educational institutions, workplace discriminatory practices, the good old boy nepotism network, policing and politics understand it will never be the same. Things are about to change. This too must change.
in the text, God says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees. God is speaking of a heart change. God is speaking of a spirit change. And when God asks you to change your ways, change who you've been, change your actions, your behavior, your thoughts, and your deeds, I know that it's difficult. That's a difficult ask for all of us. So to you who don't look like me, I understand that to change everything that's been instilled in you, every privilege that has been given to you, every practice that is on your side that benefits you, I understand that change is hard, but also know that change is necessary. Think about that. And while you're thinking about that, I'm going to stop right here and we'll conclude the message the next time we speak. And I promise you, you won't want to miss the conclusion. So until then, be blessed. Greetings, I'm back and you're back. So let's dive right back into the message, change is necessary. Let's get back to it. I know change isn't easy. God knows it isn't easy because one thing I've discovered is that it's easy to do the norm, the usual, the familiar, and the same old, same old. Doing what you've always done will get you what you've always gotten. And that's what's gotten America in the situation that it's in today. Doing the normal is easy, but doing what goes against the norm, even when it's wrong and you know it's wrong, is hard. Change is hard. It is one of the hardest things one might ever do, but know it's necessary, especially the injustices that have gone on in this country against people of color. It's required, it's desired, and expected of us by Almighty God. Do you know He requires change in us in order for us to become better, get better, be better, and become better versions of ourselves made in Jesus' image. Know this, there's no better us or best us without change in us. And this is one of those times for people who have been privileged based solely on your skin color and nothing else. I come to tell you today, the tide is shifting and the time is upon us that change is going to take place, my friends, whether you like it or not. Scripture says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupt by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on a new self created to be like God and true righteousness and holiness. Ephesians 2 and 22 through 24. I say to my white brothers and sisters, if you have had that old you on the one you've been taught to think you're better. Walk around as you are better. Treat people of color as if you were better. You say you didn't stand for racist acts, discriminatory practices, or injustices, but neither did you stand up against them. Can I say you're just as guilty as the ones who performed the acts? I say to you today, it's time for a change of that sitting on the sideline and being silent. It's time for a change of heart from a stone to a meeting. Change of mind, change of thought, change of your behavior and change of your actions change from the old self into the new creature that God created you to be today in this environment. The word that many need to listen to must see do and understand. And that word is simply change. 
Things can't ever be like they used to be anymore. Change is needed, necessary, and imminent. Many in the past have marched, died, been beaten, put off buses, hung, spit on, whose bodies were dumped in rivers, hosed down and beaten and bitten by dogs for change. And today we stand up for, speak out against, and march for them who laid the groundwork, but were never able to see the picture they begin painting to come into full view. But here and now, in 2020, it will come into fruition and full view for all to see. We won't stop until it does. And the ones who can't see, accept, and know it's coming will be in the minority, on the wrong side of history, or antiquated like the dinosaur. Again, you will be on the wrong side of the history of this country. This too must change. In the text, God says he will transform. He will change the heart of man. There's something about when a man or woman has a change of heart. The heart, unlike the mind, when it changes, is noticeable. Whereas a mind can change five times a day, as we see daily with some of our leaders. As feeble and double-minded as they are, they have no real change within them. Their minds change with the changing of the direction of the wind. Look at the senator from the state of South Carolina. He hated 45 at the onset, calling him a moron, immoral, corrupt, and unfit for office. And one thought, when his supposedly good friend John McCain was alive, after John McCain passed away, the senator from the great state of South Carolina became 45's fanboy. He had a change of mind and praises the corrupt actions of 45 like a boy band groupie. His mind shifts like the wind because he has no conviction or conversion to be of any good to anyone but himself. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Do you know when a man or woman has a change of heart? I believe that's when they have and we see real change. In scriptural passages throughout the Bible, we read about the importance of a man or woman's heart. The hearts of man and woman are important to God. The Bible says he searches it, he changes it, he tests it, he listens to it, he examines it, and he says above all things, guard your heart because it's the wellspring of life. In addition, scripture says from the overflow of it, the mouth speaks. It is the heart of man and woman that makes the difference in their lives and in God's sight. As we move forward to fixing, changing, and repairing the wrongs, injustices, and discriminatory practices here in America amongst some of my white brothers and sisters, there's going to have to be some changing of your hearts. Not to be like Lindsey Graham and change your mind like the wind, but some real soul-searching to change your hearts. In the text, God says he searches the heart of man, but he not only searches it, but he wants to change it. Taking away the stone heart and replacing it with the meaty heart. Taking away the old spirit and putting his spirit within you. And upon doing that, there can be no more lip service. There has to be heart service. A changed heart is needed for America to change, heal, and to be made right. No more words, but it has to be deeds and actions. The time has come for the heart of America to change towards brown and black people. No more oppression of people that don't look like you. The status quo isn't good enough anymore. In this day and time, I simply say this to you. If you're not willing to open your heart and be a part of a change movement 
and be against the status quo that has brought about injustices, systematic racism, discriminatory practices, police brutality against other people. To me, and I believe to God, that says something about your heart. If you're not willing to open your heart and see the wrong that's being done to others and look to be a part of or partner with an agent for change, something is wrong. Wrong with the heart of man. This too must change. In the text, Jesus says, here am I. I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door to their heart, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. That's Revelations 3 and 20. I ask you the simple question. Is Jesus still standing outside the door of your heart and knocking? And if he is, something needs to change in you. Why is Jesus standing at the door of your heart, knocking to come in? For one, he isn't in there yet, but he desires that you allow him in, in order for him to change your heart. So if you're one of those people who are holding on to racist thoughts, discriminatory ideas, believing all is well in America with racial equality, not understanding that policing needs to change in the black and brown communities, still following hateful, divisive, and ignorant racist rhetoric being spewed from 45's mouth. Scripture reminds some, informs the ill-informed, and tells others who have turned a blind eye and a deaf ear to the truth, who proclaim to be Christians or evangelicals, but follow, speak, and stand up for evil and hatred. If hatred, bigotry, racist words, and divisive talk is coming from his mouth, Understand it's coming from his heart and it's showing you exactly who he is. And if you follow a person that spews this kind of filth, garbage from his mouth and his actions back it up and he's against equality, he's for racist behavior, discriminatory practices, and you agree with him and don't stand up against him. That tells us something about your heart. So I say to you at this moment, stand up, speak out, open your hearts. Allow Jesus to come in and let him change your heart for the better. This too must change. And if you don't mind, allow me to end like this, still staying in the context of our message of change. And for the men and women in blue and black, I simply ask you this, to police brown and black neighborhoods the same way you police white neighborhoods, with honor, respect, dignity, grace, and showing mercy. Because there's no reason for a black or brown man or woman to be stopped for a traffic ticket or something minor with no weapon to end up dead. But a white man who has gone into a black church and slaughtered people come out unharmed but armed. When you show up on the scene, you know he's armed, but he walks away without a scratch. And you even stop at a Burger King or a McDonald's to get him something to eat. Because he's hungry. If you show that grace and mercy to a white kid, a white man, or a white woman, show that same mercy and grace to a brown and black kid, a brown and black man, or a brown and black woman that you did to their white counterparts. Start seeing and treating people of color like you treat and see your own. That takes place when a man or woman's heart has been changed. So I say to police officers and people in law enforcement, this too must change. 
And to my white friends, stop posting stuff on social media platforms about black issues when you're clueless of what, why, how, and when, as it pertains to Black Lives Matter, the issues that we go through, the treatment we endure at the hands of police, the institutional racism we face, the discriminatory practices that we have to deal with, and the good old boy nepotism network that stands in front of us, and the inequalities that we experience. For this is the time for you to put your pins down, stop your Twitter fingers, open your ears to listen, and your hearts to embrace the change that is necessary. But understand, if we're going to change, we all have to change. So I commend all the rappers who are speaking up and standing against the inequalities, discriminatory practices, and the racial injustices that people of color face. But I say this to you. You too must change. Change your tone in your lyrics. Stop using the N-word in your songs and calling women the B-word in them. This too must change. And to my black and brown brothers, if we're asking everyone else to change, we too must change. That means the black on black and brown on brown crime and killings, they must stop. We can't ask everyone else to change, and we don't make a change ourselves. This, too, must change. And in closing, I'll leave you with these thoughts. God gives a window of opportunity of time to repent, to repent of your sins and change your ways. I believe this is the time and opportunity that God is giving to America to repent and make up for its original sins. Listen to what the Bible says about this. As it speaks of the sins and lack of repentance of Jezebel, I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling. So I will cast her on a bed of suffering, and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely, unless they repent of her ways. That's Revelations 2, 21 and 22. Look in the context of the sins of America and the unwillingness to repent. But I believe this is the window God is giving us to repent of our sins and immoralities. And because he's a just God, he will forgive us. But we see in scripture when she was unwilling to repent, therefore God brought a sickness and a suffering that came about. Look at America today. Look at the world today. What are we experiencing? A sickness and a suffering called a coronavirus. I believe this is our time and our opportunity for repentance and for change that God requires and desires of America and its people. America's lack of repentance and change will bring about or has brought about our sickness. Allow me to leave you with this. God is standing at the hearts of Americans. He's knocking. Is America going to let him in and make the necessary changes to change America? I'll leave you with this scripture. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open, and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Second Chronicles seven fourteen and 15. In America today, a change of heart is necessary for us to move forward and to grow into the country that God created us to be. We all have a choice. You're either going to stand for change or you're going to stand against change. And if you're standing against it, I pray that you allow God to change your heart. Because either way, 
Change is going to happen. Change is going to occur. Change is taking place as we speak. America, a change of heart is necessary for us to grow and become all God has created us to be. As always, we hope you enjoyed today's message. We welcome your feedback, and if you were blessed by the message, please feel free to pass our podcast information on to both friends and family. We pray that you have an awesomely blessed day, and we thank you again for allowing us to share a word of God with you. To God be the glory. Amen. AAJ Pod, where the passion for Christ meets the purpose of Christ.